Here we go. Okay, welcome everybody. This is podcast 140. I got Todd Cave on. And Todd, I met Todd in Anarchapoco in 2022, and he was giving a very, very interesting talk regarding what I see as the origins or sort of the hidden origins of where we come from, what we're doing here, and various other secrets that I've studied a lot maybe five or six years ago. And this information I came across, I think it was Mark Paseo, and he did, a, I think, a two or three hour lecture. And we'll put that in the show notes for people because it is very, very interesting. And I'm sure, and I found it interesting because Todd's work almost reflected and mirrored great portions of Mark Passio's explanation. I think, I think the title was um, maybe hidden parts of our past or something like that, but I'll put that in the show notes. And I don't usually cover topics like this on my podcast. I usually talk about topics of the day, but I think it's very important to start opening the mind to the possibilities that we're not only getting lied about things that have to do with our modern time, but we've been lied to for a very long time, up to and including you know, what this place is, who is in charge, who are these people, what are some of the tricks, the mental tricks, what are some of the genetic tricks that they've been doing. And I find it very fascinating, the, the, this, I, I would say stories, because what we're going to touch on first with Todd is the Sumerian tablets and, and Todd, you, you can talk about that, right? Uh, you can yeah. kind of denote. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about the Sumerian tablets because that was the interesting point in Mark Passio's work. And a lot of people try to explain this away by trying to pretend the people who took all this time to manufacture the clay tablets, the thing that they're just creative writers <laughs> that, and, and not only is this, I don't know, Todd, you'll have to let me know if there's probably other uh, reinforcing sources, confirmatory sources beyond the Sumerian tablets. There's a lot of places where these stories line up, different cultures, different documentation, and they all sort of hark back to humans almost being genetically uh, designed to be who we are, sort of to be slaves, like you were explaining, and you can you can explain further. Now, I find that very interesting because we do have genetic manipulation in the forefront, say, over the last 30 years, this particular non-COVID vaccine. It's not a vaccine by any scientific or medical definitions because a vaccine is was uh, defined as something that makes you immune. So, and there's been claims that the uh, DNA, all, there's a DNA altering process or technology inside the shot. So we're in the realm of that again. Now, the average person might have a hard time believing this because they think that time as when it passes, we get more advanced. We get more technologically advanced. The average person cannot believe that potentially a very long time ago that there were people, the same groups ruling us today, had the same technology and manipulated us in, in a way that benefited them in the, sort of the same 
plot twist where they're trying to genetically modify us today to benefit them and benefit them and their group in the future. So why don't we just introduce Todd and basically Todd, why don't you tell us how you came across this knowledge? Not many truthers know about it. I was very impressed with your live talk at Anarchapoco because it, uh, you were, you know, you were channeling truth. You're very calm up there, very professional presentation. I don't think the majority of the crowd was aware of the information you were going to present. I thought it was well put together, explained things clearly, and really planted that first seed that this is something people have to start thinking about. Who are these people? Who are these Justin Trudeau's, these Boris Johnson's, the Queen? Um, you know, who are behind them? Who's who's giving them the orders? Who's running the World Economic Forum? Who's pushing for the UN and the NATO and these uh, NGOs, these non-government organizations? Who are these people? So why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you came across this information? And then why don't we start the, the listeners off on something easy? Just explain what the Sumerian tablets are. What is a Sumerian tablet? How were they manufactured? And what was the stories that was originally uh, translated from those? So tell us how you got involved in this uh, aspect of knowledge. Well, <clears throat> thanks, uh, Jason, for having me on your platform today and allowing me to share some really viable information with um, your followers and listeners, because truth is, is that many people don't really know and understand what we live in and as I always say in order for you to go forward you need to understand your past and what happened to me is that about six years ago I saw an anonymous video and um, and I was watching it and what it did is that it opened up this real thirst for for information because the stuff that he was seeing um, was so profound that I said to myself, I have to go and verify this for myself because I've always been a skeptic of, of things in general because as a kid, I never really um, accepted what people would tell me. And I would always, I actually, I think I got kicked out of Sunday school because I was talented my Sunday school teacher, you know? So that video, the things he said, it made me sort of like, so hold on a minute. So as I was watching more and more of his videos, he would always talk about um, certain sources to go to. So eventually what happened is he took off his mask and he came out in public to who he was. And um, for anyone that wants to see the source of where you get a lot of stuff from, his YouTube channel is called Global Witness. And it's by a guy called Derek Bros. And he was a Microsoft um, high executive. He worked in uh, Hollywood. Paramount. He worked for he, he worked for Kazar. He worked for many different um, big companies. So the information that he shared now, he talked about the Sumerian tablets, and I went and I actually um, read these tablets. And then one of the books that he talked about was called the Lost Book of Enki. So when I read that book, that book sort of like put the the parallels of the stories in the Old Testament to show you that. The stories in the Old Testament are actually just mere carbon copies of what came out with the Sumerian tablets. So for a lot of people that are like 
religious, semi-religious, or even agnostic, they would kind of want to poo-poo this information. But until we have older sources, um, is, this is all we have to go by, you know? Because the Sumerian tablets came out of Mesopotamia, and they tell us uh, a story and a tale of a group of deities called the Anunnaki. And the way I like to describe the Anunnaki are that they are like um, higher class of extraterrestrial or interdimensional beings. We're not 100% sure, but it's either one of the two or both. And they had a class of workers called the Ajiji. So you can look at the, the, um, the Anunnaki as, say, the heads of the aristocrats, the prime ministers, the presidents, royalty, and the Ajiji would be like us, the working class. So when they, according to the Sumerian tablets, when they came from their planet called Nibiru, they um, came here to mine gold. And what happened is that their planet was um, disintegrating. So they needed gold to um, shoot into their atmosphere to help stop the, the implosion. So the Ajiji came and they were, as they working class, like us, the working class, they did all the hard work and the toil in the gold mines. And they did this work for uh, 3,600 years, which is one SAR. Uh, so this, this is on the Sumerian tablets, right? This was the actual, yes. just, just so that the people know. Okay, continue. Yes. So this is actually in the um, Sumerian tablets. And there's a link that I can send you that you can put in the notes that later on that is from the Oxford Library translation of their website of these tablets, and what's so profound is that when you start to read these tablets and like the Lost Book of Enki, these, these tablets talk about clonation, gene splitting, chimeras. They talked about how they made the human race, us in this form, out of test tubes. It talked about they were drinking beer while doing these um, experiments, you know. They did thousands and thousands of experiments. So, and these tablets talk about a history that goes back 450,000 years. So the tablets themselves are between 5,300 and 5,500 years, but the information they talk about dates back 450,000 years ago. So these are the actual oldest um, texts we have on planet Earth. Now, until we have older texts, this is all we have to go by. And I have heard that theory that, you know, for such an uh, advanced species to have it on clear tablets is such a primitive um, thing to do. Now, the thing is for me, I sit on the fence on that because what I tend to do, I don't tend to um, dismiss anything. I do what one of my mentors says. I put it on the shelf so that in case in the future there's other information that supports, I can take it off the shelf. Because we human beings, we have um, box thinking. And when you read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, Thoth talks about moving in arcs and circles could you just clarify the emerald tablet so this is another i mean yes. i've i've seen the emerald tablet so this is another sort of transcribed uh tablet but is not the sumerian tablets it is green is it is it an emerald i know it looks like an emerald but is it an emerald or uh like this particular uh emerald tablet where was that found and how is that different than the Sumerian tablets? And what does it say on the Emerald tablet? Is it the same sort of story? So on the Emerald tablets, they were actually found um, in Mexico, um, I think in the early 20s. And it 
it literally is the tablets themselves are an alchemy um, chemical. So Thoth, he alchemically produced these tablets so that the resonance, the frequency, the color, the material can't be destroyed. There's no other known element on earth that are these tablets. Can you, t- can you tell the people who Thoth was theorized to be in ancient scripture? Thoth sure. was, was Thoth not a, an Egyptian deity? Yes. So Thoth, he well, some people call it call him Thoth, some people call him Thoth. Um, I tend to use both. So Thoth, he was the god of wisdom in the Egyptian pantheon, and his other name was Ningashida. Now Ningashida is actually on the Sumerian tablets, and he is the son of Enki. Enki is the chief. Um, he is. Enki stands for Lord of Earth, and he was one of the the deities that produced us human beings in the test tube. So it will become kind of, for people that are now coming into this information, it'll be a little bit like confusing, but there's a very clear chain. So Thoth was Ningashida in the Sumerian tablets. Ningashida is the son of Enki. Enki was the chief master geneticist and scientist that produced us uh, in test tubes with his uh, chief medical officer called Ninhersag. So what it was now is that when Thoth, he was um, in Atlantis, he became, we would say, like an ascended master. He, 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 he came into very vast and most profound information. And he tried to help save humanity because he could see what was going on um, in, in the world. So what happened is that when he was expelled from Egypt, he took his high priests, who were black Africans, to Mexico. This is why the Olmecs were black. And when he came to Mexico, he changed his name to be either Kukulkan for the Maya, Quetzalcoatl for the Aztecs. And when he went further south into South America, he was called Viracocha um, for the Incas. We know this because Thoth's symbol was the plume serpent, and all of those deities had the symbol of the plume serpent. He also went east into like Japan and China. This is why they have the dragon, which is a derivative of the plume serpent. So what it is now is that you, when you, you have to read all of these books in order to connect the information because the truth, excuse me, is kind of like split up in, 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 into fractals. And... While one source may not have 100% of the truth, the more sources you read, you're able to connect the dots. And that is one of the things that I've been able to do, to read all of these books and connect the dots. And some of the stuff came from me through downloads as well, because um, as I started to learn more stuff, I started to connect more with the universal consciousness and I like, received the information as well. So right. can, can I can I ask some clarifying questions uh, like as a potential audience member? Sure. So so basically um this, I just want to clarify there was Enki and Enlil. They yes. they were brothers. They were yes. sent here from an they are described in in the Bible as the fallen angels right falling from the sky. Yes. It's pretty obvious people don't fall from the sky that there's something going on there. I think I got. Uh, can you still hear me, Todd? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Enki and Lenlo were sent here to 
basically do what we're doing now. So it's not that uh, far-fetched, mining the planet of its resources, correct? Correct. Right. Now, this was to uh, help uh, a situation I I remember from the Sumerian tablets had something to do with the atmosphere on the planet where they were from. And Nibiru, it yes. Yeah, Nibiru, it was full. full uh, they needed gold. There was some solution that involved gold. And, and this isn't a far-fetched story. I want people to understand that's what we're doing now. We're mining. They were mining. And there was a, a man... A scholar in Africa said he found, uh, you probably know this man. He's, he's pretty big on the truth uh, scene, but I forget his name, but he said he found 80,000 gold mines abandoned throughout Africa. I'm not too sure if you're aware who I'm talking about. I don't know the guy, but I've heard of it because they've found gold mines that go back 240,000 years. Yes. South, yeah. South they, Africa. Yeah. They were, they found a tremendous amount of gold mines that were abandoned and sort of um, extracted to their full extent and abandoned because of that. So this story has these two brothers being sent there by, I believe their father who lived somewhere. Yeah. From someone else. And there was always a little bit of a conflict. If I remember where the, there was a group of workers that came with the original crew to mine the gold, but they were the native inhabitants of the other planet, correct? And they were yes. getting very tired and upset uh, at the, the really crappy conditions down yeah. here on Earth, being that we have to, like, it's the same mining operations as we see today, very hot, laborious, and uh, time-consuming and energy-consuming. So, this group, which knew genetic splicing and genetic, um, you know, manipulation, and again, not far-fetched, because that's what we're doing today. Where did they get the information? Did they extract it from today's knowledge? Or is it ancient knowledge? Is it something old? So I heard that these brothers were in conflict saying, I need more workers. Uh, you know, our existing work crew is quitting and complaining. Can you make a hybrid uh, a hybrid worker from from the native uh, inhabitants of the planet, which was more in the in like monkeys of the area. Now, is that far fetched? Is that am I remembering the story correctly? That they said we would splice their uh, very pristine DNA with, say, the gorilla or the monkey to try to produce a hybrid worker that was obedient and strong and would take command. Is that correct, or am I off there? No, you're correct, because in the last book of Enki, um, um, Zachariah Sitchin, he, he, he explains that what happened is that because they revolted, because the conditions were so hard, um, it forced Enki to produce a, a worker, worker class correctly, as you said. And what happened is they tried and tried. They were plant and animal hybrids. They were uh, the hominem species at the time. Um, they tried and tried. And it was only until they mixed their DNA with the hominem species. But what happened is that a piece of clay fell into the test tube by accident because they were drinking beer. So they were getting pissed, <laughs> trying to make a, a worker class. So that is where the clear in the, uh, the creation story in the Bible comes from when they say, let us make man in our own image and they use clear. So yes, you're hundred percent correct. And I'll go a little, a little bit, a layer down. So in Hebrew, the word Elohim, E-L means God. And I-M at the end means plural. 
So this is why you have the archangels called Raphael, Gabriel, um, Michael, E-L at the end. You got, um, I can't remember many others at the moment now, but there's so many different angels that are, you have uh, Ariel, all E-L, which stands for God. So what it is now is that these entities, when you read the lost book, uh, sorry, the, the book of Enoch, they call them the fallen angels. So it appears then that they were of a much higher consciousness and they possibly were angels in the angelic realm that they corrupted themselves purposely to come to earth to be able to do what they did. And it was through the corruption that they end up making us. And there's a, and the, what you said about Enki and Enel is true. And they were always at conflict because Enki, he is the first son of Anu, who was the king of the Anunnaki. But he was the son of a consort. And Enlil, although he was the second born, he was the son of Anu's half-sister. So this is where these uh, royalty and aristocrats get the idea of marrying, marrying their cousins because right. they want to keep the bloodlines uh, pure. And what's happened is that what we have in the world right now, you can look at it as a big mafia, but in the mafia, you have different mafias in the mafia. So each mafia is trying to fight each other to get control of us and the planet. So this is why sometimes they work with each other and sometimes they try to kill each other, right? Which is what we do now today with, with um, nation states, you know? Yeah, I think it's important for people to see the parallels in what's, re- what's really going on. There's a conflict and and uh, you can continue the story, but I heard, I don't know who who took what side, but I, uh, if I remember correctly, Enlil and Enki, uh, one was demanding uh, a greater workforce to get the job done and sort of get out of here. And uh, the only option, there was two options, grow them sort of, like you said, uh, unnaturally uh, without them reproducing, without the underlings or slave class reproducing. And I guess there was an order from the top to X that and allow the uh the the slave class to have their either their genitals um you know functioning or to put or you know to make sure they can reproduce whatever whatever that happened whatever happened in the story that's what i heard so is there any truth to that that there was a conflict of trying to grow them and produce them in the lab which wasn't fast enough and then there was a, a command from the top to allow the humans to breed in the garden of eden and the Garden of Eden, Eden, means the magic den. E is the uh, universal symbol for electricity or, or the invisible ether or the magic. Is there any, um, do you have any clarification regarding sort of a command to allow them to reproduce in order to produce more workers for the mine? Yes. So what happened is when they, were, when they found the a stable being, Enki got three, seven of his, um, there were 14, seven uh, wombs of the Anunnaki. So these were like goddesses to produce females 
and then seven to produce males. Now, one of the things that was very interesting to me is that you even have the sacred numbers inside of everything they do because seven uh, wombs are women to create seven females and then seven to create seven males. When you look at it, we have seven days of the week. God supposed made the, the, uh, the universe in six days and rested on the seventh, you know? And the seventh was uh, the Sabbath for, for rest. So there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people um, don't understand that all these things come from way, way back. But to get back on what you were saying. So what happened is when they were born in that unnatural state, because they actually injected um, the fetuses or the, well, the blood clot, whatever you want to call it, inside of these 14 females. And when they produced seven males and seven females, like you said, it wasn't fast enough to actually keep reproducing because they needed a massive, um, you know, group of people to be able to mine the goal. So what happened is that they did some genetic splicing and then it allowed them to be able to procreate. But because they were um, blind, but not blindness from seeing blinding consciousness, they didn't know how to reproduce. So in the in the lost and the lost book of Enki as well as the Sumerian tablets, uh, Enki has sex with the women, and Enki had sex with Eve, right? So okay. this is so what even in the creation story, for what I have decrypted, when Enki had sex with Eve, that was when she took the fruit of knowledge, right? That right. was. And, and this is where when you read the book of Jasher, it talks about Adam knew Eve. It meant Adam had sex with Eve. And then it also talks that Samael, who was Enki, knew Eve, had sex with Eve. He taught her how to have sex. So when he had sex with her, she went back to Adam to, to show him how to have sex. And that's how they were able to create, right? And Enki is the representation of the serpent in the in the creation story of genesis because and what they did is that they used that serpent symbol to sort of like um push down that the serpent is the giver of consciousness and knowledge right right so this is why we inherently think that serpents and snakes are all bad so this is why when you look at like um Kowetsukawatl, Kukulkan, and because they're plume serpents we are default is that oh those are evil those are paganistic those are um, no good. But in reality, the serpent is the giver of consciousness. Yeah. So just to clarify for people as well, you can continue as, I mean, the, the word serpent, like you said, is, uh, is a symbol meaning knowledge. And in today's world, in the British, uh, in, in British colonies, when uh, someone of higher rank would go by you, you would say, good day, sir. And I, I assume that might even be short form for serpent or man of knowledge. So basically serpent could be, or even they say your surname. And I, I, I assume as well through my research that that means serpent main given to you by the man of knowledge. So there's a lot of serpent uh, short forms, circumcision, circumference, where you can kind of see that uh, serpent or, you know, the first phonetic uh, sound in in that uh, word carries some weight regarding knowledgeable things in our society. But go ahead. Yeah. So what happened now is that when um, they were, this is the thing, Enki had sex with Eve because 
Enki and Enlil were always at each other's. Because Enki, although he was the firstborn, he was not the rightful heir to the throne. And Enlil, although he was, because he was born of Anu's half-sister, he would have claimed the throne. So they've always been at war with one another. And this is why um, in the Old Testament, you have so many wars, because it was one faction against the other all the time. So Enki went behind Enlil's back and taught the humans how to reproduce after he had tweaked the DNA. And then this is what allowed the human species to, to flourish. And what happened is that Enki, because he was so devious, he tuned um, our being to be of a frequency that Enlil could hear. So Enlil could hear us having sex. He could hear our conversations. He could hear us crying and having fun and enjoying himself. And this totally pissed him off. And this is why um, in the Sumerian tablets, there are at least about seven occasions where they tried to wipe out humanity, right? And a lot of these stories were had like the Great Flood, which was talked about as well in the Sumerian tablets. They tried to get rid of us because they really only wanted us to mine the gold. And when they um, had the gold that they wanted, the plan was just to get rid of us. But because Enki was our creator of this physical body, he had sympathy for us. And when they knew that the deluge, which is called the flood, was going to come, he went to uh, his one of his sons called Ziasudra, who is also known as Noah. And he told Noah to build an ark, which is um, when you read back the Sumerian tablets and you look at the, in the Bible, it's almost like the exact same story where God spoke to Noah behind the wall. But in the, in the last book of Enki, it talks about how he spoke to him um, through a, a, a blanket where it was like a blanket separating the two. There was some barrier that was separating the two and he told him what to do. So there's so many like parallels in the stories where, you know, you can't just like, ridicule it and poo-poo it and say oh well these are all pagan sources when you actually look at it and then look at what we have in our religious books you actually have to go and these are older by about 2,000 years even before all biblical sources so if these are physically older it means then that what came from the Sumerian tablets are mere carbon copies with some redactions and names and the word that another word that Ziasudra had was called atrahasis which is called Saved Man. And the Atrahasis is another document that tells on a lot of these stories, um, like, like, like I'm sharing with you today on how we were created and how they had a celestial war and they, they won dominion over Earth through going to war with Tiamat, who was um, known as Earth, but much, much bigger, you know? Right. And, and people, when they... People listening to this for the first time, Todd, they're going to have a hard, uh, you know, the way programming works is that they haven't heard it, probably maybe only heard it one time. That's why we're going to leave notes in the show notes section so people could some extra links where people can maybe watch uh, Mark Passio, uh, his delivery on this particular subject. But people should really focus on um, this idea and this is what gets my interest is a, a group who believes they are rulers and that other people are slaves. That is obviously what's going on right now. 
in our, mod- in our modern world and has gone on a very long time. And we also see that ruling group who believes they have the right to rule, maybe because they own us or maybe because they genetically modified us. So they believe we're their property. And we also see the parallels where, yes, they are trying to get rid of us in a way where they don't second, they don't second guess themselves whatsoever. Do you see some parallels with these ancient stories and the sort of annoyance? with the human hybrid they potentially made trying to get rid of us. Do you see any parallels with today's uh, agenda that's going on? Yes. So when you go back to um, one of the other sources and collection of Sumerian tablets, there's one called the Sumerian King's List. And on it, it says, after the kingship descended from heaven, which is really the sky, the kingship was in Eridu. And that is actually in modern day southern Iraq. And what happened is that they introduced their uh, hierarchical way of governance. Because what people need to understand is that there's nothing new under the sun. Absolutely nothing. And everything that we are doing is what we've done of old because we have cycles. And when you read the Sumerian tablets, they, they, they showed you that They've wanted to get rid of us for so long. One of the the stories that really stood out to me was one of the stories when they had, they induced a famine, right? And actually, it reminds me of what is going on now. So there was always the elect and then the, the worker class. And what happened is when they were going to introduce the, the, the famine, they went to their people who are actually their descendants. And before I forget, if you look at the Sumerian kings list, one of the reasons why these kings ruled for 241,200 years collectively is because they were of Anunnaki DNA. They were hybrids. So they could live for 18,000 to 36,000 years because one star is 3,600 earth years. So one year for them, is like 3,600 or or a few years, which is nothing. So this is why they could live for so long. So as I was saying, one of the stories that I remember is that they were going to introduce the famine. And when they went to their descendants, because theirs were the people that were the ruling class, the aristocrats, et cetera, they told them to stock up food for seven years. Again, that number seven comes back, all right? We are in the seven years of tribulation. And we know this because the great sign in heaven was spotted on September 23rd, um, 2017. And if you read Revelations 12, it talks about the great sign of heaven. What, what is the what, great sign of heaven, uh, Tan? It, it is a star alignment where um, Venus has uh, the sun in her um, crown. Leo, sorry, she's crowned with 12 stars at her, at her crown. She's pregnant um, with um, one, of the, one of the star alignments comes into her womb. And then the dragon at the bottom, they're trying to eat her, right? Okay. So I, so I encourage people to, to check out Revelation, from memories, Revelation 12 and the great sign of heaven. And you would see the parallels. And in the Bible, the Revelation talks about seven years of tribulation. And even in the Sumerian tablets, they had seven years of famine. And what they did is that they starved us out. They, they, they didn't allow any rain at all for those seven years. And in the beginning, people were able to cope. But it got so bad, Jason, that 
they were almost on the verge of eating one another, like physically to to to, to live. Yeah, right? that's in Levictus, uh, a Levictus uh, song, like inside Leviticus. the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was the great famine, and I can't remember which goddess she begged. I think it was Inanna, who was known as uh, Ishtar, who was um, a, which is really Easter. She's the goddess of the Easter. Uh, she begged for us, and then she then they allowed the rain to come again, right? And this is what's actually happening now. So since September 23rd, 2017, we've been entering the seven years of tribulation, which is where the veil is being lifted, the apocalypse, which just means the revealing. And what they're doing now is that they've created um, this virus. Now, if we look at the word corona, corona means crown. The virus is there to attack your crown, to cut your uh, your connection to the source because you connect the source with your crown. So it's called coronavirus to cut your your connection to source, and that of as we know is given through the injections, right? Because it changes your DNA. And now what they're doing is they're trying to create a famine because when you go to the supermarket, prices of food have gone up. You can't even get some uh, produce anymore, you know? So they're falsely trying to create a famine to replicate what they did in the past and what is going on now, um, what, what took, took place in, 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 in scripture. And there's a book that I read that was very, very interesting. It's called The, 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 the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. Yeah, and, and there, although there's been no sort of verification where it came from, it does describe, and we'll put that in the show notes too, about exactly how this group looks at us, looks at us and treats us according to uh, us being their property and also describes how they trick us psychologically to basically do to ourselves what they could never do by force. So there's something about uh, the human psyche that they're deeply versed in. And that's what I teach. I teach the mind control through the subconscious mind pathway. So nothing they do seems to be uh, very little. They do seems to be by force. It's about using the, the TV screen, the movie screen and other things to trick us to inject poison into ourselves inject. So it's basically what you're saying. They're trying to get rid of us. But it would appear that this new modality of them accomplishing their goal involves screen technology and controlling the repetitive content that we view, which changes our beliefs and our perceptions that allows us to literally euthanize and color ourselves at will. Uh, and they have to walk a fine line between how many they kill with the vaccine and a bigger number by which they would wake up the majority and then they would be uh, done for because it appears that no matter what what part of history you study, this group has very low numbers and they're very weak and they have uh, other f- mental characteristics that they're very uh, incompetent and inept. Yes. Is, is that correct? Yes, it's very true. And I'm going to say something now that is going to be very controversial, but I walk the, the path of Christ. I always listen to his words. And Christ says that you need to forgive your enemy. And what's happened to them is that they have been indoctrinated to do these things. Some of them willingly know, and they do it with glee. And others is just, they have a higher level of indoctrination. And we're at a lower level of indoctrination. They're indoctrinated to do this to us. 
And you kind of have to feel sorry for them because they're really weak, like you said, and they live in fear, right? And when you, in that book, you learn the protocols of the learned, the learned elders of Zion, they, they, they said that they believe in salvation through sin. And they said that they have elected themselves to fulfill prophecy because if they don't do it, someone else will, you know? So it's sort of like a big inversion. And one of the things that um, I'm going to sh- teach uh, your listeners today is that everything is duality. So this is where we have Enki and Enlil. So that's another dual system there because they're always fighting against one another. You have male and female. You have hot and cold, up and down. They're basically the same element, but just different sides. And what that does is that it creates an imbalance in the, uh, our consciousness, in our psyche, which is why when they tell us the lies, they have to tell us the truth. Because, it is, because these, these beings, these entities, these people that run the planet, our overlords, they can't create anything. So like you said, they're creating um, the reality through us mm-hmm. because of the indoctrination, because they can't create. And we see this in that movie called Lucy, when uh, they were trying to, when she was being explained that whatever you put on the piece of paper, we can manipulate. But if you give them a blank piece of paper, they can't create anything. They can't draw anything because creativity comes from the feminine, Right. And they're all masculine thinking, which is logic, order, and structure, and control. And the feminine is what gives the masculine that ability to keep improving. But if you are complete male thinking, you're not going to be able to create. And because we are both spirit and flesh, and because that spirit in us is the mighty I am, the Christ consciousness, the Krishna consciousness, you know, the thing that Buddha talks about, we are able to create because we are co-creators because we are fractals of God. And what they do is that they use their technology to manipulate us, to create us, to kill ourselves through euthanization, to go and create wars, to go and keep perpetuating the cycle because they live in fear. And they actually tell you this as well. They tell you that they live in fear and there's another book that I read called the um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And he speaks to the devil and the devil says to you, to Napoleon Hill straight, I control 98% of the planet. And the 2% that I can't control are the ones that I fear the most. And listen to this, Jason. He says, I hate them because they are free thinkers. Right? <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what, that's the war we're, we're under today. And you can see all this sort of, and that's what I wanted people to sort of get from this, is see the parallels, see the genetic manipulation, and understand that the history is definitely not like we're taught in the government schools. Absolutely. I mean, we all know about the famous uh, block of brick or block of stone that fell off a, uh, a mural at, I think it was Abydos in Egypt, yes. where, where you, uh, there was obviously a, a fake stone, a fake slate, like a tablet, put over a very particular mu- mural. I think it fell off during a tour. 
of of that site and so every well. and everybody was like what is that on the wall and it was and i'll put this in the show notes it was a mural that had basically a helicopter an airplane and something that resembled this a sand speeder from star wars and uh people are like why why is that behind that like why is that picture on the wall behind this obviously faux tablet that was supposed to you know make sure we didn't see it so a lot of people might not know that the the shot has been recently reported by the big uh euthanasia companies like Pfizer and Moderna to uh, manipulate DNA so here we are again with a manipulation of DNA and the average human can't wrap their head around it because when they hear genetic manipulation, they think today and every day that goes by, we become more technologically advanced and they can accept it. But the point to be driven home here is that there are thousands of scholars who believe this is very ancient technology and that this uh, deluge or the flood that you're talking about I'm not too sure how it came about. I can imagine I've heard it come from fighting between these very powerful scientifically inclined beings. And they've been like we were sort of in the Garden of Eden having sex with each other, producing minors. And because of this uh, cataclysmic event, we all got thrown outside the fence and from what I got from my research is that they've been trying to genetically modify the best things out of ourselves and put us back in the behind a fence ever since. And the reason that gets my attention is that's exactly what's been going on since the very day I came onto this planet. All I see is this group trying to kill, euthanize, and control us and also modify our DNA through injections. I I know injecting under the skin is a much easier way to impact the DNA function, and that our DNA can change. A lot of people believe our DNA is set. It is not set, because if it was set, the fake uh, COVID vaccines would not have clinical trials that and, you know, found and documented that that injection changed our DNA. Our DNA is, you can manipulate it. And that's what's going on. So I hope people can sort of uh, take what I'm trying to do here and just continue on with whatever interesting story you might have uh, next time. Well, like you said, uh, and this confirms what you said, in the Sumerian tablets, it tells us that they did clonation and genetic manipulation. So if these are our overlords, it's only obvious that the hierarchy have that technology and they have just found a different way to, 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 to do it, you know, in, in a way that is a bit more trendy now, isn't it? You know, instead of, instead of they, they put in shots, guns at our heads and come into a lab to get injected, they use coercion and social pressure to get people to go and get, um, you know, the, the neutronization shot, you know. And I met a girl at the Anarchapulco conference. It was kind of sad. She, she took it only because her family and friends pressured her to do it, you know. And when she heard the talk from Dr. Boutar as well as um, Andrew Hoffman, she was blown away. She looked like she had seen a ghost. And it's because she never heard of it before, you know. And the thing is now is that deep down, people, if they're really honest with themselves, they know that something is not right. 
but because we are we're not taught to to express ourselves we're not taught to um think freely we're not taught to like go against the grain we we just go along because we're thinking okay well we're doing it for the greater good but the greater good is actually to the detriment of the all you know and this is what people um don't understand so like people like you and i that we're actually thinking for ourselves we're connecting with each other we're sharing information because one of the things i find is that a lot of people today they and one guy said this to me at the conference he says oh the stuff that you talk about is all satanic i said well where did you get that from he says it was all a cult i said but you do know that the word occult just means hidden you know you can have hidden information of light and hidden information of darkness you know it's all hidden that's all occult means and he said to me oh i know everything and as a person that like is a constant reader i all i'm always reading books i try to do like two books a month i could never make a statement like that and it is the hubris of human beings right now through the indoctrination of the social media the tv the education system and then the society and then our cultures and what people fail to realize is that the word culture the root word is cult and it's the same thing in spanish and portuguese because i speak those two languages you have cultura you have culto so <laughs> cult is cult you know yeah it's a cult and and this is what's happening to us right now and i always try to like and one of the things that i am trying to do is like i'm trying to help people understand that we are more than what they tell us and if we actually were to be honest of ourselves we would realize that they've lied and cheated and stolen from us from pretty, pretty much the beginning of time and my take on it is that if you want to increase your consciousness you might take as a and they and you everybody has their own sort side of like diverse and the truth because i say like truth is like this phone here on this side you see something red and on this side you see something black right right so we're both looking at the same thing and you can see the red and i can see the black and we're both telling the truth right it's just a different side to the truth and what happens is that people we get so dug down and buried into what we think is is the absolute truth and that's why i said that i put things on the shelf so that in case that thing may become true because new information has come up it means i can go back to it that's why thoth spoke about moving in circles and arcs because you can go around something and then he says beware of the dark brothers because they move in angles and corners angles corners to trap which, you correct which is what we call box thinking in english mm. you know mm. you know thinking in a box because it's all angular and they put up barriers to stop us to to to, to reach to the light uh, one of the things that i try my best to do is um get people in a physically fit because you know i'm an online personal trainer and my take on it is that to get to increase your consciousness you get the body fit because when to get the body fit you need to work on the mind the mind is the most powerful thing we have it it, it creates a reality through our thoughts and when you get your body in a higher vibration through exercise you're able to ask, um to to accept new information regardless of if you think it's true or not you can say okay this is different let me go and see for myself because it becomes your truth and not my truth 
Yeah. And one of the problems that we have as a society is that we try to say, well, I have the absolute truth and your truth is wrong, Jason. But, you know, we both have, we both can be speaking the same thing just from slightly different sides, just like I showed with the phone, you know? So, and this is what I try to, to, to teach as well, uh, get people physically fit and also teach a lot of these things. Because one of the things that I've realized is that meditation is for the mind what exercises to the body. And I never really rated meditation until I did it enough because, you know, I was going through, when I started to come, on, come into all this information, I was going through a really difficult time spiritually and emotionally. And, um, you know, Thoth talks about meditation. And then one of my mentors, he talks about meditation. And then another mentor of mine taught meditation. is okay, I tried it. And I was like, but I don't, I'm not seeing any results. So I stopped it, right? But as the more I read, it kept coming back all the time, all the time, all the time. And even in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, Krishna talks to Arjuna, his student, his student, and he talks about meditation. I was like, all right, I'm going to really give this thing a real go. And I'll be honest, Jason, since I've been meditating you now consistently every single week, I've been feeling a lot better about myself, what's going on in the world doesn't bother me anymore because I find that in our genre of information when we start to go down the rabbit hole we we can get consumed in it and what comes out of our mouth all the time is always about something negative while that might be true Christ said is not what goes in you that shall offend you is what comes out of you that shall offend you so if you keep saying negative things which come from negative thoughts it means that people will react into you and connect to you from what you put out to the world so what's going to happen is you're going to continue this cycle of negativity and negative thinking negative actions lack of self-belief lack of self-confidence you know low self-esteem you know you put on weight because you emotionally eat so all of these are things that I teach when I work with my students as well um, you know that we are connected in terms of mind body and spirit we're a trinity we're like a stool you know three parts and if you take away one the stool will fall you know and this is why christ said that a a, a house that's divided amongst itself will surely fall and we all of us on earth we are the house we're the house of god and if we keep fighting with one another all the time we're only going to bring ourselves down because no no one wins in war you know humanity loses you know and this is what is what's happening now they're trying to distract us from the failing negative of the um the shots that don't work and just make people sick on purpose on purpose so what they've done now is they've shifted our focus to ukraine like i had one of my friends she texts me in london and she says oh todd i'm so scared um what do you think like are we gonna go to war and i said to her look this is just a distraction. This is all it is, you know, because they know that these jabs don't work, but to, so that they have another boogeyman, Russia. And I'm going to make a call here on your platform. After that subsides, it's going to be global warming again. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, and, but I think they've, they're overplaying all their cards to where it's, it's a very, uh, 
very obvious, transparent lesson in how this group operates. So I think they're, they're playing all their cards at once, uh, global warming, financial crash, they'll do the famine, food shortage. Um, and I think everybody's starting to become aware of all their tricks sort of in a very short amount of time. I think it's, a, it's almost like a university where you can learn everything you need to learn about uh, this ancient ruling group. And you can learn it in, in five or six years where before you'd have to string together uh, scholars uh, every 50 years back for thousands of years. I think we're getting the full education of what this group, all their tricks. They don't have a deep bag of tricks because they're not creative and they're notoriously low IQ. If they yeah. lose their ability to manipulate us, they will lose outright because they don't have the power to do to us by force what they're trying to trick us to do to ourselves. So it's very important people know that. But what we'll do right now, why don't you, uh, Todd, if people are interested in this information or they want to contact you or if you have any projects coming up, I mean, how can people stay connected to you? Where they, where can they reach you? So um, I mostly um, put a lot of my work on social media um, only because it's I there's no there's no other platforms really that I can write and share and have the audience. So I am a like I said, I am an online personal trainer, but I also talk about these things at the same time. So when you read any of my posts, there's always a long caption, always. And I mix spirituality with fitness, right? This is my my niche because I am both the athlete and I'm also the you could say the scholar, right? So this is why I talk about both fitness and spirituality merged together. So if you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Adriano underscore 246 or my name, Todd Cave on Facebook. And um, I can give you links and stuff if you want uh, for those pages. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. And uh, for anybody listening too, if they want to work with me, I have four brand new online Zoom events you can um, attend from anywhere in the world. The first one is April 10th. You can go to jchristoff.com and learn about these four brand new online Zoom events where you'll be working with me one-on-one and they'll have a self-sabotage angle to them. The first one, April 10th, is about raising healthy children from pre-pregnancy into adulthood and the other three, I believe, are uh, wealth and a self-sabotage update. And of course, I'm going to be doing, I think uh, later this year, I'll be doing an entire course on propaganda, brainwashing, and mind control so people can understand how they're being tricked to kill themselves. But this isn't an old trick. This, is a, <laughs> this isn't a new trick, actually. This is a very old trick. old trick. This is a very old trick. I don't care if you're using Teflon pans microwaving your food, skipping breastfeeding your child, getting an ultrasound, having a coffee or having some alcohol. These are all handpicked by this very ancient group because it just disconnects us from God. Now, yeah. when, when we talk about God or consciousness, for, for anybody in this uh, day and age, I would like to say there's a, there's a, a, everything we see today is copied from nature. There is a wireless internet to a greater informational source. So when they say connected to consciousness, it's like sort of like this universal library. You can kind of ask a question and get an answer back. You can hear it telepathically. This is what consciousness is. And the source is there to love you. The people who we're talking about 
and the Bible always warns, try to uh, stay away or be very careful of anybody that takes the place of God. So this sort of uh, invisible wireless internet that's being guided are the human species for a very long time. They're trying to interfere with that. So all the poisons that I'm mentioning down, like down regulate this wireless internet to a greater sense of purpose and this big library of cosmic information that we're supposed to have access to. So a lot of my work will go, always goes into the mental and psychic tricks by which people are, that are used against the public manipulate them to poison themselves either into a state of complete dysfunction or actually kill themselves. So that's some of the work. If anybody wants to go check out my work, uh, jchristoff.com. Do you have any uh, closing remarks, Todd, before we go? Yes. So I wanted to just touch on two things that you said. And I have I got this as a massive download um, during a Bufo ceremony. And one of the things, I mean, you talk about self-sabotage, and it comes from the ego, but what we have been told that the ego is all like this arrogant part of us, but the ego also is attracted to negativity. So everything that's negative in your energetic field feeds the ego. So when you think negatively about that person or that thing or whatever it is, as long as it's not a positive polarity, the ego feeds on it. And then you keep that loop of more creation of negative things. It's almost like you say to the universe, hey, I don't like that guy, Jason Christoph." And then what's going to happen is, wow, I don't like him. I don't like her. So the universe is going to keep giving you more and more things to not like, right? right? And then what you do is you self-sabotage yourself because I've realized that 99% at least of all of our issues in our life are actually self-created. When you actually take a step back and say, well, all of this is because I said that or I did that or, you know, what I mean, I reacted that way, you know. And then what you were talking about with the the universal sort of like Internet, Nikola Tesla already proved this. And he was actually trying to uh, have free energy to power the whole planet for nothing. And the powers that be said, no, you can't do that. So he proved what you said in terms of the universal internet where he had a tower that tapped into the etheric and beamed what would be the equivalent of like 5g technology but the positive side of it where it is non-intrusive to human cells to to just create energy where you wouldn't even need to charge anything everything would just automatically charge you know Mm -hmm. so all of this like you said is is so old is when people have the opportunity to actually take a step back and do a little bit of research, they realize that everything is a lie. And for some people, it's going to be very, very hard because it means that you have to die to that thought. And what Christ showed was that him dying on the cross is an allegory for you dying to your former self, right? Some of us may lose our lives Uh, standing up for what we believe in and that may be your role but the vast majority of us have to die to the former self that was self-sabotaging doing all of these things um to that through the manipulation that they give us and eating microwave food like you said not breastfeeding all of these come from the manipulation and that was your old self so i just want to give people encouragement 
and to say that no matter how hard it seems at the moment, never, ever, ever, ever give up. Keep going because eventually, eventually it will, it, you will pass through it. And this is what's happening to us now. And I know that the world seems very dark and a, a, a very frightening place. But one of my good friends said to me that human beings will never wake up unless they go through a traumatic experience. And that's what happened to me. That's how I woke up. I went through a traumatic experience. So as a person that has come through it and say, I'm just like you, I used to be really fat and overweight and had very low self-belief. And I had a lot of fears of things, even to take risks. Once you confront those fears and you keep working at it, and there's no time that I can say, well, it will happen in five minutes or five hours or in five days, you know, keep doing it like I shared with the meditation story and you will be able to manifest what you want and create your reality. So if anyone, um, you know, wants to get into shape and, you know, I mean, like to learn some of the spiritual things that I talk and teach my students as well, they can always hit me up, Todd Cave on Facebook or Adriana underscore 246 on Instagram. And I look forward to talking to, to you again, Jason, sometime soon. And to anyone that reaches out to me, I'm here to help. Well, great talk, Todd. Thanks for, thanks for coming and sharing your knowledge. I really appreciate it. And uh, that was Podcast 140. But we'll hopefully do many more like this in the future. So thanks for coming on, Todd. You have a great day. Okay, man. Okay, thank you. Bye. Cheers. Yeah.